Welcome back, everyone, to a very spooky talk of the Haunted House of Fair, a scary movie podcast. This is our 13th episode. Ooh, I am your co-host, Ryan King, with my co-host, Davis Dillingham. As always, we're going to break down the plot of our 13th movie, that being The Exorcist from 1973. We're going to give you all the big plot points, what we we thought of it. Scariest moment of the movie, funniest moment of the movie, best kill, winner and loser, and we're going to rank this movie 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list before we discuss if this could happen in real life and if we would recommend this movie to others. But first, as always, Davis has some history breakdown that you, the listeners, and I hear at the same time. So even though I've now seen this movie a couple times, I'd now love to hear some of the history that I'm sure I don't know of The Exorcist. Davis, what do you got for us? First of all, to our listeners, I want to apologize just because we really botched things by this being our 13th episode and we didn't do Friday the 13th. Obviously, yep. that was our first episode, but uh, we didn't have the best the best foresight there. So didn't think we'd sorry. make it this far. We, we didn't think we'd get to 13 episodes. So. And it was also too early to do like yep. Friday the 13th 2 or something. It was just like, I don't know. We need yeah, too early. a wider range before we start going into the sequels yes. and all yes. that stuff. The Exorcist from 1973, our earliest movie. Mm-hmm. Our earliest movie that we've by a year. Forty nine years old, Davis. Forty nine. Old man. Old old. Didn't look too old though when we watched it. No, we kind of mentioned that we were talking before. Didn't look Impressive. too old, but no. Now it didn't look current, but it looked like it was. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's be very clear. <laughs> I'd say like mid 80s to early 90s maybe not early like sometime in the 80s i i feel like this was at least 10 to 15 years newer i wouldn't have been surprised if it was like 1984 yeah, but like, yeah i could see that like yeah. no 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 surprise but the fact yeah, that it's our oldest movie pretty surprising it's kind of tough too because like we're now in the age where like every old movie of significance mm-hmm. has like been gone back and like re-edited yeah. and like looks a lot remastered better than it right which, did yeah i don't know how they do that but yeah like they make it look more hd and yeah. more vibrant and all that yeah yeah so it's not authentic. We need to go hunt for like the VHS version. <laughs> of all these the vomit's coming right at me. Oh my goodness. This is so realistic. <laughs> no, it'd be more like, is that vomit? Like, I can't tell. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't tell what that is. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Quick history and fun facts. Another franchise starter for us on the podcast, but one of the smaller franchises overall that we've done only mm-hmm. five movies which I was kind of uh, surprised. I guess I expected. I, I didn't even know there more, was, but... I didn't know there was that many, honestly. I, I thought there was like I two knew, or three. I knew for sure there was like three. I, okay. I don't know. There was like, the newest one is from like, I can't remember. It it was nothing I had seen before. It was it's like a, were any 05 or 2010. Some of them were remakes, right? At least one was a remake. Like they're not like, Exorcist 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, right? No, uh, I think it's like Exorcist 1 through 3. Okay. And then there's like an origin okay. movie. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. it None of them okay. looked like they were particularly interesting. But they all, oh, no, no. It was like there was a movie, I think in like 2010 was like the most recent re, okay. recent one. And then there was like a brief TV series mm. in like 2015 or something. Okay. Like that. But um, directed by William Friedkin and based on a novel written just a couple years before in 1971 mm. by William Peter Blatty, which I'm not sure. So um, first of all, in the fun facts, Ryan, mm-hmm. when adjusted for inflation, 
this is both the highest grossing Warner Brothers movie of all time and the highest grossing rated R movie of all time. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Wow. Which, of course, is just for in- inflation. So, yes. like, in 1970s, it wasn't making, like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But still, impressive. for Warner Brothers, who's yes. made who God mm-hmm. knows how many movies, and yeah. no. rated R, again, God knows how many movies. That's, like, that's really, mm-hmm. really impressive. Um, the initial release of the film in theaters affected audiences so strongly that they had paramedics on standby. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just for people, um, in case people fainted or started going into hysterics, you know, I don't know. This was probably very shocking back in the day. So, hmm. oh, oh my God, I'm going crazy <laughs> in the movie theater. Our grandparents were going wild at these movies. Like, oh yeah. my God, what is happening? The devil's coming through the screen <laughs> into me right now. You know, oh man, paused quite the scene. Um, okay, so the scene where Reagan vomits the uh, famous pea soup, which I think everybody mm-hmm. knows that fact, but mm-hmm. um, on to Father Karras, it was only supposed to hit him in the chest, and it clearly hits him like all in the face. Mm-hmm. And so that was only had to do, be done in one take because he was so surprised that it hit him in the face. And so he was genuinely disgusted, wiping it off and stuff. And later said that he was pretty pissed off that, that it hit him in the face. He was hey, not very happy. You know that was not a mistake. They told him his chest to get a genuine reaction. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, let's hit you in the chest. Hey, like, all right, a- let's get aim him. Aim it up a little. Aim it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's amazing. That's Hear that? Amazing. Or it was like a, a side joke by the uh, yes. guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> we got him. We got him. <laughs> One take. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, couple more. Jack Nicholson was briefly uh, considered for the role hmm. of Father Harris, but um, <laughs> the director claimed he was too unholy to play a wow, wow. <laughs> a, uh, a priest of the, Dang. of the church. And also, Marlon Brando was also briefly uh. um considered to play father Marin in that the right mm-hmm. name Marin. yeah okay i kept wanting to say Farron, but Marin. yeah um this is the first ever horror film to be nominated for academy award for best picture jeez and uh, we haven't come much further these days and never it never happens when is no? the what is the most recent horror movie that you would say has been nominated for best picture i'll give you, I'll give you a hint it's uh on our list of um close soon to come episodes oh soon to come okay i was gonna go paranormal yeah. activity because i was so big uh oh yeah get out yep yep that's the most get recent out. one there's uh what do we have three other ones if you want any other other guesses like going backwards or all this is all time oh either way yeah there's only been five total um jaws so that's two of them jaws is one correct oh let's go that's three psycho nope nope man uh no i was gonna say amityville no Trying to think of all timers, like all time. Yeah. Uh, and none of these, none of these, I think The Exorcist is the only one like on IMDb that's like considered an actual horror movie. I would oh, say you okay. could maybe throw these other ones into like more of like a thriller or like yeah. psychological. I probably won't know then. What are they? <laughs> We've got The Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I can see that. And I then see that. Yeah. Uh, The Sixth Sense. Okay, yeah, those are both, especially Sixth Sense. I guess it's a scary movie, but it's more like a thriller kind of. Yeah, that's way more psychological thriller than it is horror yeah. movie. 
and even like the silence of the lambs that's almost more of like a crime yeah it's more of a crime than it is but there's like like horror elements i guess you know i mean jaws is kind of the same way jaws is not a horror movie it's yeah yeah, not really but it's like but for like the time it was out it was kind of a horror movie yeah but now looking back on it today it's almost more like a it's like it's not like science fiction but it's kind of i was gonna say like science science action science adventure almost like kind of like you so really of that list the only two really are get out and and even get out had the whole social side to it so really the only one that's a true just horror is like the exorcist Exorcist, yeah okay (laughs) okay um the finally last fun fact so the Mm -hmm. actress mercedes mccambridge who only was just like the voice actress for the demon voice okay she was not an actual actress mm-hmm. um so she insists she was an, an interesting character she insisted on swallowing raw eggs and chain smoking in order to alter her vocalizations to sound more like the demon well the j- chain also, smoking i can hear that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can hear that also one. she had a uh, a history of problems with uh, alcohol abuse and insisted on drinking whiskey to uh because she knew the alcohol would distort her voice even more and wow. put her into a crazed state of character. <laughs> My goodness. So, um, she also was not originally credited on the movie mm. for her voice because she wanted it to seem like, uh, you know, it was the demon voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that led to um, the girl, which I don't have her name, being um, nominated for, I think, an Academy Award for mm. acting. But then she came out and wanted credit for her voicing of the little the uh, demon voice, and sure. so since sure since that happened, the uh, the nomination had to be taken away since it wasn't truly uh, the yeah. little girl's voice coming through. All right, but that's all we got for uh, history and fun facts. Davis, how I many decided times... to leave leave off the pea soup thing because yeah. literally everybody that's maybe the most known fun fact of like. Horror of horror movies in general, absolutely. In general. I think that's right up there. Yeah, it spits out pea soup. And it's, I remember the first time I heard this, like, oh, it's really interesting. And now you see it like, yeah, I can see it. Like, it, it, that's it, it is yeah. exactly what it looks like. So it does make sense. Uh, yeah. Pretty the smart. The only thing about the that is I think that they had to choose between like two different brands and they mm. tried Campbell's and they didn't like the consistency of Campbell's. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Davis, how many times have you seen this movie before? Or I guess total. This is the first run. All I right. know you're probably surprised by that, but yeah. This uh, is I, I thought that was right. So I've only, this is the second time I've seen it. First time was only within the last two years. I don't know if it was in the last year. I think the last like two years was the first time I saw it. So yep. we're getting pretty new perspectives on this. Uh, my second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Time. Um, so we're going to get to the plot break, plot breakdown. But as always, if you've clicked on this episode, You've probably watched The Exorcist maybe many times. Maybe it's your favorite movie. You're going down our feed. You're saying, oh, The Exorcist. I want to listen to that one. But if you just randomly clicked on this episode, there will be spoilers. We will be going through everything. Do not blame us uh, if we spoil this <laughs> yeah. movie. For you. It's been out for uh, almost half a century. <laughs> yeah. so you've had plenty of time to watch it. Y- you've had time. So, but if, but not, if you need more time, yes. yeah, go ahead and pause. <laughs> go ahead and pause need, and go watch it and come back. You need a few more hours. It's on Netflix right now. Go listen to it and come back. So first, Davis, in northern Iraq, Catholic priest Lancaster Marin participates in an archaeological dig, which unearths a medallion of St. Joseph and an artifact representing 
Pazuzu, an ancient demon. As Marin prepares to leave Iraq, he encounters a large statue of Pazuzu and observes two dogs fighting in the desert. In Georgetown... I gotta say, go real quick, when I first started this movie, I had to like double-check to make sure I clicked on the right movie. Because I was like, <laughs> yes. did I start an Indiana Jones movie? <laughs> yes. I was like, what's going on? Which here? we had mentioned, they filmed on location, which... Yeah, in Iraq. Very impressive. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was, so, I don't know, it was just so random. Like, I started watching, I was like, wait, damn, am I watching the correct movie? Seems like they know. went a really long way to achieve something that could have easily been achieved anyway. I would agree. I just would dig, agree. A, dig a couple things up, put a statue up there. It could have been done literally anywhere. Um, we have we have a couple million extra dollars. Yeah, seriously, do you, to, do you want to like go to fly to some people in Iraq? Seriously, it's like, hey, we have the money. Like, you want to yeah, go film yeah. on location? Yeah, sure. Why not? And there was yeah, like two not? lines. Yeah. It's all it was all just like doctor looking and walking and looking. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, in Georgetown, <laughs> actress they had to Chris- pay those had to pay those two dogs a bunch of money to <laughs> yes. get them to fight. <laughs> actress Chris McNeil works on a film directed by her friend. Burke Dennings, a temporary resident, Chris lives in a well-appointed house with servants and her daughter, Reagan. Georgetown-based priest Damian Karras visits his mother in New York. He confides to a colleague that he feels unfit in his role as counselor to other priests, citing a crisis of faith. Chris hears noises in the attic, and Reagan tells her of an imaginary friend named Captain Howdy in a local church. Captain Howdy. Old Captain Howdy. <laughs> and in a local church, I thought this was a pretty weird one, Davis. A statue of Mary is found desecrated. And it's like they put boobs and a penis on uh, Mary that were like really pointy and very strange. It was like pretty weird. 49 years ago, that probably freaked people out in the theaters. That was probably like, oh, my God, what is happening? That, that was probably a <laughs> wild scene. Not, not my sweet virgin eyes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see the church like this. <laughs> Chris hosts a party. Karis' friend, Father Dyer, explains Karis' role. He's a counselor, mentioning that his mother died recently. RIP to the mother. Was in two scenes. She was in the house. She was in a uh, kind of a retirement home type place, and then she yeah. was dead. Just bang, bang, bang. They got yeah. her out of there. Uh, <laughs> she was not part of the big budget. <laughs> no, she was not. Reagan appears, and she actually urinates on the carpet, which I'm sure that was another unsettling scene there. Real After. Big, uh... Some big dick energy from Reagan there. Just coming yes, down in the middle of the party. <laughs> just, <laughs> just peeing, peeing on, on the carpet. And then she says, uh, didn't she tell the director that he's going to die? She's like, you're going to yes. die tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yes. After Chris puts Reagan to bed, her bed shakes violently. And Dyer consoles Karis. And Karis explains guilt at not having been with his mother when she died. And Karis even dreams of his mother, a St. Joseph medallion, and briefly... A demonic face. Megan becomes violent. She's subjected to several medical tests, which fail to find anything physiologically wrong with her. During a house call, Reagan spasms violently and a demon possesses her body. The possessed Reagan exhibits abnormal strength. One night, Chris finds the house empty except for a sleeping Reagan. Dennings is found dead at the foot of an outdoor staircase beneath Reagan's window. Homicide detective William Kinderman questions Karis confiding that Denning's body was found with his head turned backwards, which I don't know what fall is going to do that to you. <laughs> it was a long stairway, though. It was a long it stairway. Was, I mean, <laughs> it, it was a long stairway. That is true. It was a long but stairway. But I would agree that uh, probably not. Same thing with the uh, telephone pole in, uh, yes. yep. 
in hereditary we need we need a doctor on the show to confirm some, some well because i know karis even asked like does the fall do it can a fall do that is like i mean i guess <laughs> like it could it's like it's pretty <laughs> unlikely though but like it's it's possible but just like you'd have to hit your body stays in one spot while your or your head stays in yeah. one spot while your whole body turns it's just but i mean the other alternative is yes yeah, something was strong enough to rip his head all the way around and throw him out the window yeah. Which seems Listen, less likely. A, so it was the 1970s. They're like, eh, we haven't seen this before, but maybe, maybe. Also, I'm I'm extremely surprised that they were doing all these tests on Reagan, and mm-hmm. they didn't pull the old just throw her in the loony bin. Like seriously, <laughs> we're kind of done with her. Maybe it was because her mom was like an actress and like yeah had some had some uh some fame to her. But otherwise, I feel like back then it would have been just like you know what, <laughs> just just well, throw her in the loony bin. I mean, the Evil Dead was uh, less than a decade later, and they had Crazy Tom or whatever, where they just said, "Oh, it's just Crazy Tom. Ignore him." <laughs> he just ride the crown. Around. Yeah, he, he's literally the town like crazy person. Like, ah, just ignore him. He's insane. Like, you know, <laughs> he might show up in your closet later, but don't worry. About but don't worry, about it. he's harmless. Probably, yeah. we don't really know. <laughs> so Reagan's condition worsens; her body becomes covered with sores. A doctor mentions exorcism as a remote option, suggesting a possible psychological benefit or yes yeah i should say kinderman visits chris explaining that the only plausible explanation for denning's death is that he was pushed from reagan's window as kinderman leaves the possessed reagan stabs her genitals with a crucifix to chris's horror the possessed reagan turns her head backwards and speaks in denning's voice the possessed reagan is confined then to her bedroom pretty cool scenes there, not gonna lie especially for 50 years ago uh, to have the wild, head yeah. turned around, you're having a different voice coming out of her. Again, another scene yeah. that probably freaked people out back in the day. It's, that's yeah. not something you even see now, much less back then. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the uh, like the sound syncing that they had for the uh, the yeah. voice acting to mm-hmm. the little girl. Uh, you know, I guess mouthing mouthing the uh, the mm-hmm. voices itself. Because yep. a lot of times you see those things and they look terrible. Yeah. It looks like so bad. The mouth is like completely mm-hmm. off, which there were still some scenes where it's like it was a little off. Not, it's yeah. not saying anything at all. And there's still noise coming through. Mm-hmm. But chalk it up to the demon not being able to have to oh, yeah. use use the mouth exactly. You know? exactly. It doesn't know the motor skills 100 percent. So, yeah, <laughs> blame Pazuzu living over in, there living in hell for thousands of years. It doesn't have to use its mouth. That's right. Chris seeks Chris seeks out Karis, who visits Reagan over two meetings. The possessed Reagan claims to be the devil himself. Projectile vomits on the Karis's face, speaks in tongues, and reacts violently when tap water is sprinkled on her, which Karis has claimed was holy water, a point against genuine possession. Basically, what they're saying is he just claimed it was holy water as a yeah. trick, and since it burned, it saying, "Hey, this may not be an actual possession because if it was a real demon." And it, yeah. and it 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 doesn't matter what I claim; it wouldn't affect it if it's holy water. I wish they kind know. of would explain that more. Like, why? yeah, because it ends up clearly, she is possessed. Yeah. So right. what did that mean exactly? I, yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. Maybe that's just. I don't know. I would not be surprised if that's one of the things. Like, we're in the novel; it was explained more, and they yeah. just decided to like kind of skip over it. But that makes sense. That makes sense. But I really wish because like. At that point, you're like, okay, she isn't possessed. Like, she's yeah, exactly insane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The demon says it will remain in Reagan until she is dead. Desperate, Chris confide, confides 
that the possessed Reagan killed Dennings, which big secret to be carrying around by mom there. At night, <laughs> Reagan's nanny calls Karis to the house. They witness the words, help me materialize on Reagan's skin. Some pretty impressive practical pretty effects. Pretty wild, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. Still ambivalent, Karis nonetheless concludes that an exorcism is warranted. His, his superior grants permission, because as we learned in previous episodes like The Conjuring, you can't just do an exorcism. No, no, Someone's no. got to <laughs> grant it. They granted permission, not too late this time, barely, on the condition that an experienced priest lead the ritual while Karis assists, bring back Mr. Pastor Marin, having performed an exorcism before he is summoned to the house. Marin arrives at the house, warning Karis that the demon uses a psychological attack. As the priests read from the Roman ritual, the demon curses them. It focuses on Karis, verbally attacking his loss of faith and guilt over the circumstances of his mother's death. The priests rest momentarily, and Marin, shaking, takes nitroglycerin. Karis enters the bedroom where the demon appears as his mother. Showing weakness, Karis exclaims that the demon is not his mother. Marin excuses him and continues the exorcism by himself. Karis assures Chris that Reagan will not die and re-enters the room, finding Marin dead. Karis also, also wish they would explain that one. Yes, how, exactly. How, exa yeah, too many of the deaths thing were not really discussed. But what happened after that, I was like, this is wild and pretty awesome. Karis is just like, all right, I am done with this. And he just beats the hell out of a possessed little girl, Reagan, just beats her up, demands I was, that the I was partially expecting it to turn into like, because Karis earlier mm -hmm. in the movie is like training. I don't know. No, he is a former boxer, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's a former yeah. boxer. Yeah. He's beating the hell was, out of her. Like I he was partially expecting her. them to like stand up and go toe to toe. Like he yes. was like had her on the <laughs> ground beating her. I was expecting them to stand up and start throwing blows. Well, remember when she smacks somebody, they go flying. Like she'll oh, smack yeah. a full grown man. And he goes like flying across the room. So yeah. shout out to Karis. Like he is beating her down, which is fine that she ultimately doesn't remember anything. But she's gonna wake back up and be like, "Oh my god, he's gonna be sore." <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be sore. <laughs> but he beats the possessed Reagan and demands that the demon take him instead. The demon rips a medallion of Saint Joseph from Karis's neck and begins to possess him, freeing Reagan. Karis immediately hurls himself out the window, tumbling down the stairs outside. Chris and Kinderman enter the room. Chris embraces Reagan, and Kinderman surveys the violence and confusion outside. Dyer administers the last the last rites as Karis dies. The McNeils prepare to leave and Father Dyer says goodbye. Despite having no memory of her ordeal, Reagan is moved by the sight of Dyer's clerical collar and kisses him on the cheek. As the McNeils leave, Chris gives Dyer the medallion found in Reagan's room. So Davis, that was The Exorcist from 1973. Kind of a lame ending, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's... I didn't really like the ending. Which I guess it was like kind of before the era of like Last Girl and like yeah uh, the ending isn't always happy blah 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 but still it's kind of like yeah we could have had a little bit more instead of like I honestly almost expected that last uh, priest to go tumbling down the stairs for no reason yes I guess. <laughs> yes well the first thing we have to always ask Davis and I don't know if there's just one we got to pick one but scariest moment of this movie Davis what do you got? Hmm. There's some. This is another one of those movies where there wasn't a ton of like jump scares or like mm -hmm. things that like actually just kind of shook me. It was one of more of the movies that's kind of had more creepy scares or 
unsettling stuff. Um, I mean, the whole like masturbation with the crucifix was pretty mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Like that was pretty weird. But honestly, the like thing that weirded me out the most was mm-hmm. the uh, the whole surgery scene with uh, with Reagan, where they're giving her like the mm. like catheter like in her neck and yeah. like the and the blood, blood just starts shooting out. <laughs> yeah. it was like i didn't i don't know for a scene that was supposed to be just about like trying to medically help her yeah it was like unsettling it was yeah. weird and <laughs> i'm not an expert by any means on 1970s medicine but mm-hmm. that seems terrible she was fully awake like i think they had like given her anesthesia just in her neck at least Mm -hmm. but she was fully fully awake having this catheter shoved into her vein in her neck Mm -hmm. watching blood dude i was like interesting because that's it it was interesting because uh i do believe that's how it works because you know whenever it shot out and then it showed her full body and there's like these long streaks like her whole body yeah, of, like the blood. I was like, man, this is probably actually how it looks like in real surgery places. I which know, is pretty wild. <laughs> My God, like this. I don't know how. You think is she's like supposed to be like ten or so in the movie? I don't. Yeah, something really like that. Say. Yeah. For a ten-year-old to be <laughs> experiencing these mental things and then saying, "Hey, uh, you're going to be fully awake, but we're going to sh- have you on the table, and you might see um, some of your blood squirting across your own body." Uh, yep. That's yep. brutal for a 10 year old, dude. Absolutely. I'm honestly, it kind of caught me off guard. Like, um, I get what you're saying, how that's unsettling. I was a little surprised, like, that's the one that uh, you went with because obviously, you know, it's. I was just like, I don't, that was like the most surprised I was in the movie, yeah. I feel like. Like, I was like, yeah. I just was not expecting that to be mm-hmm. a part of the scene or whatever. It's just very surprising. Yeah. And that's, it, it's so funny that they were probably just putting that in, like, hey, this is how doctor stuff works. But that's, maybe that's what makes it creepier was. Um, yeah it like that's actually real life <laughs> it was probably that's the thing it was probably the most realistic part of the yes, movie like, yes scare wise you know i think there's a few of them i kind of agree with you there's not a ton of like just jump scares or anything yeah um the projectile vomit i'm sure really freaked people out back in the day the head mm-hmm. spinning of course just where it gets silent her head starts moving around uh, and even just the brut- the brutality of the final scene Kara's choking reagan and then jumping out the window Honestly, yeah. that was a pretty wild scene, but I think what I'd go with this, just the supernatural part of the, the straps breaking. And then Reagan starts levitating over the bed. Like her eyes are just like gone yeah, all white. Yeah, I, I got to go with the levitation scene. That was a pretty wild one. Um, yeah. And that was, that was pretty, um, that was pretty insane to watch. Honestly, not going to lie. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's kind of funny now that I'm thinking about it. Very, very similar to uh, the first Conjuring movie, which I mean, obviously, that probably got some inspiration. Yes, but it, it's it, like it is similar. Yeah, it's like a bunch of intensity and stuff, and like yep. the levitation starts, and it all kind of like gets quiet and yep. just more. Just let you take it in. That's why I thought it yeah. was so effective. Yeah, yeah. So now we go to one we actually added last our last episode, and we're keeping around funniest moment of the movie, <laughs> Davis. What do you got for us? I got a few, but what do you got as your funniest moment? <laughs> This is not one of the movies where they, you know, have written in comedy. This is more mm-hmm. of a, a cheesy, cheesy type of mm-hmm. um, what you're getting from the movie. Easily, <laughs> there's only one choice for me. It's, and I don't even remember who it is she does this to. Okay. Because I was just laughing too much. 
but it's when she's starting to get possessed and she gra- grabs whatever guy it is by the joke. <laughs> yes. Just, like, yes. Yes. Dude, yeah. It cracked me up. Have you seen, there's this video either on TikTok or on Twitter of this guy like videoing himself at like a, not, it's not like UFC, but it's like a smaller, local, more local version of UFC. Mm-hmm. And he's watching the fight and this guy behind him starts yelling yes. at the fighter, twist his dick. <laughs> the old dick like, twist. Yeah, yes. give him the old dick twist. Dude, that's all I could think of. That is a pretty good, but also I do, the old dick twist. I do sympathize for him because she has this supernatural strength. She's like crushing that thing. Oh, he's not is. having kids. He's not having no, kids. No, he's done. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Um, there's a couple, and I will say one that, made me laugh was much more subtle but first of all she when she's getting possessed and reagan goes lick me i thought that made me laugh <laughs> also reagan when she smacks the doctor and says fuck me <laughs> I, was another one. I was like this is so ridiculous but i thought what was funny and this is a way more subtle one and nothing that was super ridiculous more just a sign of the times Chris takes Reagan to the doctor she's like what's wrong with my daughter you know she comes out the doctor sees the girl comes out just starts lighting up a cigarette. <laughs> He's talking to the mom in the <laughs> He's just lighting up like, yeah, your daughter's not been doing a long day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a literal doctor in a hospital. He's just lighting one up right there in the in the hallway when he's like seeing patients. I don't know why wouldn't that just quite, made me laugh. Quite fly these days. Yeah. Obviously, it was a sign of the times. It just really made me laugh. I was like, wow, <laughs> like just smoke, like just toking up right there in the hallway. It like, would have been a lot better patient. if if he. Uh, offered her a cigarette also yes. hey, you want, you, you want you, all right <laughs> no okay <laughs> so i gotta go with that and then this other one day we don't have to spend too much time on it best kill i went with karis jumping out the window because that's the only one we really see is there is there an argument for anything else do you have a do you have a better kill just just, just for fun i'll go for father marin's kill because we have no idea what happened there's so much mystery yeah, there was like and, not even a mark on was, him and yeah, and Reagan's sitting like on like the corner of the bed now, yeah. like kind of looking all creepy and happy. I just, I don't know. We, I just, we should have mystery. gotten that kill. We really should. Have. I, yeah, we really should. Have. I would love to know what happened. Because you're that, right. Yeah. There's no mark on him. Like, what? <clears throat> did she just like suck the soul out of him? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. She, I literally she could have very <laughs> sexual demon. Very sexual <laughs> that, demon. That is she very true. That's very true. <laughs> After that, Father Marin just didn't want to live anymore. He's like, this I can't is, do it anymore. This is this is the best second ever. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> Davis! Now we have our winner and our loser of The Exorcist. First of all, who do you think won this film? You know, not a huge cast, not a tiny one either, though. But didn't really feel like there was a ton of winners, to be totally honest. Kind of a not a hopeless <laughs> yeah. film like Hereditary, but who do you think won? Almost went with uh, the stairs outside because mm-hmm. it's starting to rack up a little bit of a body count. Uh, two. We're already two. at two. I thought it was going to be three. I thought Father <laughs> then was going to go tumbling down. <laughs> I thought it was going to be three, but he got lucky apparently. Yep. Um, but I had to go with the athleticism of Father Cares. Mm. First of all, Boxer turned father's an interesting career path. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) But he was able to use his uh, previous boxing athleticism to uh, take on 
Pazuzu inside of Reagan, who mm -hmm. already has shown some uh, pretty extreme strength. But the real reason that I saw his athleticism is that jump he took from the window. There, it doesn't show until the very end of the mm -hmm. movie, but mm -hmm. those stairs, you would have thought they were right next to the house. They're at least like at least like 50 yards away like they definitely close because well, they even said his body was found on the stairs underneath reagan's window well it's not underneath yes. reagan's window no, it's not. no. <laughs> there's like a sidewalk underneath reagan's window yeah. you and, gotta walk a ways to get to the stairs so i get what you're saying as far as Karis. like i get he's an athlete he is a boxer and everything but that's impressive what a jump what Dude, a jump like, from that window to the edge and of also the you stairs. gotta you had to break through the window first so that's yes. gonna slow you down some yeah I, i'm not i'm not gonna Mm. go too crazy with this estimation he probably could have jumped 75 yards <laughs> if the window wasn't there <laughs> what an athlete my goodness P pazuzu bruce, might have been bruce involved jenner who bruce yeah, jenner who exactly well really well exactly <laughs> <laughs> um okay for my winner the only person i could come up with i like the one with the athleticism the only person i could come up with in the cast was reagan Sure, she gets possessed, anything, but she doesn't even remember any of it. She's totally fine at the end. Everyone around her is dying. Her mom's going crazy. Every, like all this crazy stuff. Reagan's fine. She got beat up by a boxer as a child. D -d Seems unfazed. Took, it, took it like a champ. Yes. Yeah, like, like a champ. Job Reagan, steal. She is completely fine. She lives, doesn't have to remember stabbing her vagina with a crucifix or anything. Doesn't remember any of that <laughs> stuff. And apparently has no lasting effects from anything. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely quick incredible. recovery quick recovery she's totally and, fine. and the other one i wanted to point out not only is she a winner for not remembering any of it davis how the hell does she not have a broken neck her head turned halfway around <laughs> and then another time it turned completely around how do you True. how are your vertebrae not snapped in your neck she's fine she's completely you know, fine we were all more flexible when we were younger that's true um, i don't know about my neck being able to turn all the way around. If not, she may have a future career in the circus. I would say that. Seriously, shout that out Reagan. You don't have to remember any of this. Your neck is apparently jello and just does not affect you when it's <laughs> twisted around. So shout out to Reagan. That's my winner. It's the only person I could come up with that wasn't neck game. <laughs> neck game is ridiculous. <laughs> father, father, father Marin would know about that. So that actually takes me right to my loser, Davis. I have two losers and yeah. by that, so I have two separate losers, but the first one is two people combined and I couldn't even pick one. You pick them, Davis. I don't even care. Marin or Karis. I don't even care. They're both losers to me. You can, Marin had this great long career dead like that. Goes into Reagan's room, dead. Karis yeah. sacrifice. You know, he's like, he, he's struggling with his faith. He's trying to have faith. He's pushing through. He helps other people for a living. Like he, he doesn't even help just normal people. He helps other priests who have had struggles with their faith. He ends up dying by taking the possession on all because he's so depressed that he's losing faith and his mother's dead. So honestly, either priest in this, honestly, yeah. either one could be the loser. Doesn't really matter. Of the two, I'll make the choice. I'll go Karis just because he got kind of already seemed down on his luck already. And then his mom yeah. died. And it honestly kind of feels like Pazuzu was just after him the entire time. It, like Pazuzu definitely saw him as the weak one. For sure. Constantly like using his dead mm -hmm. mom as yeah. like a, a weapon against him. And then, yeah. I mean, he's the only, I mean, he gets thrown out of a window by Pazuzu. True. But like, he got a much more, vi he also got a much more seemingly violent death than uh, yes. Father Mary did. So, 
I will go my second loser though, and we've done this recently. I don't care. I'm gonna do it again, Davis. I don't Catholic care. Church. I'm going Catholic Church. I knew. I almost did it too. I'm going Catholic Church. Okay. Okay. The holy water doesn't do a damn thing. Okay. Even when it's actually blessed, they're thrown on her on her body, and it makes a little cut. That's it. It made a little cut. That's nothing. The exorcism number two. The exorcism barely works. Barely. They barely get honest, that. It really didn't work. Yes. It really didn't like, work. It, hey, kill me instead. Like, just kill me. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. It really is, didn't work. Yeah. What is the Catholic Church doing? <laughs> like, what are they doing out there? Like, in the conjuring, oh, we don't know. They're not Catholic. We don't know if we can help them. Now, these people, they, oh, they grant them this time. First of all, she got worse as they were waiting to grant the exorcism. Once they did, she's really far gone. And it, it's barely working. Holy water, barely doing anything. <laughs> the exorcism itself, barely doing anything. What is the Catholic Church doing? They're supposed to have the power of God, to like cast out demons. They're like they're the NCAA of of churches right now. They have no power. <laughs> no power. They're doing nothing. The Catholic Church. I am not Catholic, so obviously, you know, it, it doesn't hurt me as much. If you're Catholic out there yeah. and you're listening, I apologize. But I am sorry. These movies do not do the Catholic Church any favors. I, I don't I mean, see yeah. any power. I just don't yeah. see it. The Catholic Church in real life has taken a plenty plenty of losses. Yes, uh, they have. Just, just another way. <laughs> I'm watching this honestly, whole thing. I'm just like, what are they doing? And on top of all that, Karis doesn't even want to be there anymore. He's one of the ones yeah. casting his demon. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, screw <laughs> this. Like, the Catholic Church in shambles in these movies. Just, it is, I don't get it, man. I don't. I, get it. I almost went with that too. Even while watching the movie, I was watching like the exorcism, the exorcism scenes specifically. Yeah. And I was trying to think of a movie where specifically a priest performs an exorcism and it works yes yes i'm trying to think of one and i i can't Seriously. really think of one and i get that it you know that lends itself to it being a horror movie it's like oh it's too powerful even the power of god can't get it but yeah yeah catholic church Man. you all need to uh, it would be a, a little bit of a bad look for y'all to make your own horror movie where the priest <laughs> wins, but you might need to do it to save face. It looks not... bad, man. It, yeah. It's, and I have nothing personally against, I'm not saying that, but it's just every movie right. I watch, I'm like, what is the Catholic church doing? What are you people doing? <laughs> Step it up. Like make these demons fear you. If I'm a demon, I'm like, oh, the priest here. Oh, this is gonna be an easy day. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> this will be an easy day. My goodness. It's ridiculous. Catholic I, church, get it I together. Agree. That's who do you, so funny. Who I do you think lost? Who do you think lost though, too. Davis? What, what are you going? Okay. With? The only person this is kind of I don't know. I had a hard time finding a, a loser, but I feel like the only person that truly lost this movie mm-hmm. is Reagan's mom. Mm-hmm. She had a seemingly good career going as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great uh, working relationship. It seemed with this director. Well, that's too bad. He's dead now. No more mm-hmm. movies with yeah. him. Yep. Um, her daughter came down and pissed on the carpet in front of all of her friends. Not a good look for her, for the business. Um, what else? There's, oh, she got bitch slapped by her daughter. I think <laughs> multiple did. times. Not great. Um, she really wasn't even involved in the exorcism at all. She was just downstairs. Uh, is it over yet? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, uh-huh. You, do you not want to go upstairs and help your daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also buried in medical bills right now yeah seriously (laughs) all that stuff Buried medical bills i I got one more reason she's a loser she's a part of the catholic church she can't even be protected Mm. by her own church true (laughs) True. my goodness 
I'd switch religions at that point. Like, go something else. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like she's not going to be getting many acting jobs anymore. No, they no. had to they had to move houses. There's even more expenses. I'm Mm-mm. doubting I'm doubting the insurance covers de- demon damage to the house. No, that that's oh that's the woman who uh her daughter peed on the carpet and murdered the last director she worked with uh, and <laughs> and a couple priests so you might not want to work with her yeah she's she's probably not allowed to go to whatever church she was going to anymore. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but she's they still had a they drove in away in a Mercedes so they still have some money yes I'll that is that, true but that is true she's gonna have to make some investments though because she's not getting got, <laughs> not getting any work anymore. <laughs> Well, unless she sells her daughter to the circus. You already saw she was flexible. Now she's been True. possessed by a demon. That, you know, that'll get some eyeballs. True. Become a manager for your daughter. That's the only way out of this. So those of you out there, who really won and who lost? What do you guys think? You know, my winner being uh, Reagan, who doesn't really remember anything. Davis, your winner. Who'd you end up picking? Uh, the, uh, the Olympic athleticism of Father Kerr. Yes, the, the otherworldly <laughs> athleticism of Pastor Cares. Or who do you think lost? Was it? reagan's mother chris was it the catholic church slash one of the priests you let us know you let us know at our twitter at talk of the house underscore who do you think won and lost the exorcist so next davis is the reason we have this podcast right we rank scary movies one to 100 on our all-time scary movie list five categories davis and i each rank each category one to ten and then add them up for a score of 50 each and then add those together to get our total one out of 100 score davis First up, story, and this can be the creativity, how it's written, kind of the ingenuity of it, however you see the story, but the overall story of The Exorcist. What do you think, Davis? Okay, I'll keep this pretty straightforward because I feel like I've said this many times. Mm -hmm. First of all, you get points for starting a horror movie franchise. Mm -hmm. Any story that's good enough to do that is solid. Second of all, I was kind of... I was annoyed but impressed at the links that they went to to give like a back story to yes. um, both uh-huh. Father Marin and Father Karras. Yeah. And yeah. even really, um, what was her name? Uh, Chris. Chris is the mom, yeah. mom's name, mm-hmm. right? Even her, they gave her like a backstory mm-hmm. of she's an actress. Really, the only person they didn't really give much of a backstory to is Reagan. Honestly, yes. yeah, they kind of flush everything else out. So it gave you like a full um, story of what's going on, especially starting over in like Iraq and having this artifact dug up, and we're seeing something otherworldly. Father Marin is having his adventures and all that. Mm-hmm. Father Karras is losing his mom and is down on his luck, all this stuff. <clears throat> really, really fleshed out story. Um, and I mean, again, I, I don't have deep research on this. I would have to, well, I say that this has to be the first movie that has any sort of exorcism in it, right? Mm-hmm. I think in looking at the research I did do, some people wanted to change the name of the movie because nobody knew what an exorcism was. Wow. Or an exorcism. So wow. extremely like new to people for that reason. I know it scared the shit out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All things being said, I mean, it is based off a book, so they had a lot of material. To yeah. Pull from. Yeah. So I can't give it like great stuff, but it's the story itself. I think, sets up a ton for the horror movie genre mm-hmm. and you've probably seen 
plenty of movies take influence from it. So I had to give it a nine for story. I, uh, you took my main point right from it. I, I, so I agree with a lot of what you said as far as this was almost 50 years ago. So this wasn't a normal movie to have exorcisms and those types of things. But I thought the most impressive thing, and I'm going to be a little inconsistent here. One of my biggest knocks on The Shining, and this will happen with other ones in the future, was I had read the book and it left things out, right? So I, I right. had to take off the story. Well, this is being a little hypocritical, but I haven't read this book, so I can't really base it off the book. So if it's not <laughs> right. as good, not my problem. I didn't read it. Uh, (laughs) I completely agree with you. One of my biggest thumbs up on the story was there was such a backstory to so many characters. Karis's backstory is so it gives his motivation why he's doing this, how the demons attacking him, why it's important for him to kill this demon and do something, even sacrifice his own life. Things make so much sense. And the fact that they invested that much really impressed me. And you add in, how just the story makes sense, you know, like the, so many things fit together. Right. Uh, the story's really well done. Like I said, the book probably is better, but probably, if you're yeah. just looking at it as the movie, which I said, it's not fair because I didn't do that with The Shining, but yeah. I haven't read this book, so I can't compare the two. So just looking at the movie, I gave it mm. a nine as well. I was really impressed with the story. I was really well, impressed yeah. with how it came together when I was like, man, a lot of scary movies, especially back then, do, especially back then, do not yeah. have this type of backstory anywhere close. I feel like that's just the no, last no, no. 10 years or so. We started like a lot of scary movies are just, you know, like uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was just killing, yeah. kill. like there's no story to anything. There's no like, oh, here's what this person's backstory is. No. And this yeah. had that. I was really impressed by that. It really caught me off guard. So, so I gave it a nine. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the story at all. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, just with horror movies in general, you expect like there to be like a, a little bit of setup of like, here's our characters. Now let's yep. get into it. Yep. This spent a lot of time setting up stuff, which I, I, I mean, honestly, it's, a, it's a two hour movie. So they had yes. a lot of time to do it. I would honestly argue it was the strength of the movie was the story of it. Like it wasn't just yeah. like possessed girl or, you know, like there are real stakes, not just the exorcism. There are outside of the exorcism stakes for each of the pastors, for Chris, her career, right. like, there's a lot of things happening around, not just the demon and the exorcism. Right. And I was impressed by that. Uh, scariness, Davis, which is always, this is always yeah. an interesting one for us, but scariness, one to 10, what do you got? Okay. So again, always with the older movies, I have to split it up in my mind a little bit of how scary it probably was to people back then and how scary it is to me today. Mm-hmm. So I will say, in a one to 10 realm where I split it up five and five, yeah. I've given some movies from, you know, this 1970s, 1980s movie era, mm-hmm. a, a five in scariness for that time era. Yeah. This is the first time that I'm going to say this was probably like a six in scariness for the okay. time era. Okay. It being what a year before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's as far as like, true horror movies there's not a ton i would say that's scarier around that time era Mm -hmm. and going from that sort of stuff into demon possession and Mm -hmm. this little girl cussing up a storm and self-mutilating and Yeah. yeah all this stuff levitating off the bed i'm not surprised that people were potentially fainting inside yeah. the movie theater. Yeah. People were probably freaked the hell out. So mm-hmm. I gave it a six on out of five on that end <laughs> of the spectrum. On the other end, 
it's like a much more slower paced movie for mm-hmm. the modern mm-hmm. watcher and there's like some stuff that's kind of weird but nothing i would definitely never say i was like scared during the movie so mm-hmm. adding those together it gives it a seven out of ten i went a seven as well uh you took a lot of it i like back in the day i get where this was really scary i i see right. the different things of it not jump scares but pretty crazy things she looks wild the voices the head spinning yep. the the vomit i get all those things i still and this is where i sound really closed-minded anyone who's a hardcore fan of this podcast or they really love this movie they won't like this even for back in the day some of it i'm like i'm sorry that's just people being way too easily scared like there are some things in this i'm like i don't care what time period this is that's just not very scary <laughs> and i get it's super closed-minded where if i was born 50 years earlier i don't feel this way i get it right but there are some things that i can tell were supposed to be scary that i'm like there's just no way i'm sorry like it's it's almost when she yells lick me at her mom i'm like i'm sorry i don't care what time period i'm not like oh my god i'm like <laughs> what like that, that was just kind of, like i get some of them where she's stabbing herself with the crucifix i get some of the scares some i'm like okay like even the bed bouncing was not overly like in the theaters anyone going like i can't imagine people seeing them being like oh my god like it wasn't even right. bouncing in a creepy way it was just like do 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 like there was, no, right. was kind of like ridiculous bouncing. So yeah. I couldn't go too high. I get it's known as super scary, but some of this stuff, I'm just like, it says more about the people of the time period. You are way too easily scared by some of them. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Like I get where if I was older, I would feel differently, but some of the scares, I just cannot validate no matter what anyone else says. Some of okay. them I get, some I get that have not aged well. Then there's some that I'm like, okay, you were just too easily scared. Like that, that just <laughs> simply that's not scary. So yeah. I went to seven as well. Not bad. I gave it its, its respect. I couldn't go into the really good or elite scare. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you with that for sure. For sure. What about acting, Davis? One to 10 on the acting. And we have a fairly big cast, not a huge cast, but like compared to some of these older movies where there's like four or five people in it, you know, this was a right. uh, a fairly, I mean, because our, our, even our most recent movie with her, uh, not Hereditary, what was the one before? Was it, uh, uh, was it Friday the Texas? Uh, wasn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre before Hereditary? Uh, maybe what Remember I was what? gonna say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or no, Nightmare no, no, uh, uh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and it's like you'll see some of these casts that are like four main characters or whatever. Five, you know, yeah. I feel like there was a good amount in this one, not a crazy big cast, but a, a fair amount of people to work with. So, what do you think of the acting? Yeah, there's way more characters than we typically see. I feel like uh-huh. we had so many movies where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like three main people are gonna yes. carry this, and this mm-hmm. one you had what you had Father Karras, Father Marin, Chris, Reagan, the mom, Reagan. Chris, yeah. You, I mean, if you want to throw in the demon, it's like a different character. You can sure. throw that in there. The director. Dennings, yeah. Um, um, I can't remember his name. The the police guy. D- that's Dyer. Of, Dyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that comes like, yeah there, there's quite a few. Of and them. then there's like other, I mean, other characters that aren't fleshed out, but that they're having conversations with in the movie. It's not like they're just extras. They're having dialogue with these characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is kind of tough. Overall, the acting's fairly just average. I mean, like, because there are more characters, they're not getting as much from each person. Mm-hmm. They're just like having ha- having extra dialogue. Chris, the mom, was very average. I thought um, Marin himself, I, he was fairly average. The only two decent people I thought were Karis mm-hmm. and um, Reagan, mm-hmm. and Reagan probably takes the cake easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she wasn't doing the voice acting, but 
from playing like a really innocent little girl to playing a wild yeah demon taking over body i was like yeah i'm i'm impressed i'm a little bit scared that you're, you're able to do that as a child yeah um but even then karis did a or whoever played karis i keep calling him karis but mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um he did a good job of playing you know the downtrodden mm-hmm. priest you know things going bad in his life um and kind of the internal struggle he had so overall i had bumped it up slightly above average so i give it a six so with hereditary you were pretty high on the act and i was pretty low i think we actually flipped right. on this one uh and i actually agree what's interesting i do agree with a lot of what you said um i thought you know pastor Marin wasn't great he was fine yeah. um but i will say and and chris same way but I was really convinced. I will say that the acting was incredible. Pastor Marin, I actually believed he was a pastor. He didn't really feel like an actor for me. It almost feels like they grabbed a pastor and brought him in for this. And I was pretty impressed. Chris, mm-hmm. I thought did a better job than you think. Not elite, but good. And then I will say, yes, Reagan, both the voice actor and the one who played Reagan, I was very impressed by. As you said, I, I thought that actress for being so young really stole the movie. But also, yeah. I thought Karis did very, very well. I thought he was really yeah. convincing. I thought he carried a lot of it. When when Reagan's not in the scene, I thought Karis, he played, he he really embodied his character, his backstory. I thought he was really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, I thought everyone either fit their character, which is what they were asked to do, or I was really impressed by like Reagan and Karis. So I actually gave it a nine. And part of this- Damn. Part of this, I understand, is it's it's of the time. If this same acting right. was 30 right, years right. in the future, it wouldn't be as good. But for right. movies back in the day, I didn't you don't normally see acting as good as Karis and Reagan. I will say that. So yep. Yep. those two being way above their time, and then everyone else at least being like, you know, fine. I was like, for its time period, I thought this was really, really good acting to have um the creepiness you got from even the mom from Karis's mom. Karis was really good right. from Reagan. Um, and then at least I believe Chris was like a, a freaked out mother. Marin was like the older wise father that's going to come in. No one was like really bad. And I was like, everyone's at least believable. So it yeah. probably seems a little high, but I'm really judging it based off the time that I was impressed. I, I thought it'd be much cheesier. I thought it'd be much cheesier acting for something 50 that. years old. So that's why I'm going with a nine on that. Okay. I'm officially now invested and interested to see what our final score is going to be. I, yeah, exactly. We were right neck and neck at the first two there. So um, next we have production though, Davis, we got production. And for everyone out there, this can be a lot of different things. This can be directing. This can be lighting, uh, you know, just how cameras are shot, just uh, special effects, just any sort of how the movie's kind of produced and put together on the screen. So overall, I'm again, going more, more on the average side here. And again, it might be because of a product of the air is coming from. Mm -hmm. There's nothing overly great or bad, I feel like, about Mm -hmm. the production and directing of the movie, especially the directing. There's like nothing, there's nothing like, oh, that's a really cool shot for back then or all that. Mm -hmm. They have the one single shot of Marin about to walk into the house with the light coming down. And like, that's an iconic shot. I get all that. Yep. Um, but besides that, it's nothing like it's nothing crazy at all with the directing. Um, there was some stuff with the production 
that was like kind of cool like the uh help me coming through the skin or mm-hmm. i mean the makeup and stuff in general on reagan's face is solid for looking like a demon um oh the one directing thing i did like is um karis's dream sequence where like he's like seeing his mother mm-hmm. like come up from yeah. the subway or whatever and like the demon face flashes and she goes back down i thought that was actually a cool scene um but besides that like none of the effects were too crazy like pea soups getting spit out and mm-hmm. stuff like that i just i don't know as a modern watcher it was nothing really cool but it was nothing too bad so i just gave it an average five yeah i'm right around there with you um i did go a little bit higher i went with a six Mm. just because i i agree the directing nothing really too crazy shots are pretty normal but i was impressed at the makeup of reagan that was pretty impressive to make her for the time period yeah yeah that was really crazy the pea soup type stuff you're not hard to do but still pretty good for 50 years ago. But also something that really tipped me from average to just above was the help me coming out of the skin. That was uh, the best effect, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed by the help me. That I was like, okay, that that was impressive. Um, so that kind of by itself bumped me up to the six. I agree with a lot of it. For yeah, sure. nothing was really too crazy, but the head spinning, it's easy to do, but you know, they at least did it. They made Le- yeah. Reagan look crazy. Um the practical effects of like the pea soup and then the help me coming out. So I, I was like, you know, that's enough to bump me a little above average for 50 years ago. So I went with a yeah. six, just slightly higher. For sure. And for finally, sure. Davis, overall entertainment, you know, and this, we put different things into these, but this is kind of how entertained you were the, by this, how much it kept your attention, uh, probably the likelihood of rewatching it, but just overall, how entertained were you by this Davis? Yeah. Um, this one kind of surprised me. And I think we'll, we might be on different ends of this based off what you said, the story. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time focusing on the movie at points, honestly. Nothing really happens for the first 40 minutes. Um, and that was pretty frustrating. I was kind of like the whole scene in like Iraq digging up stuff. And there was so much, I get that they were trying to, give backstory to the characters then there's definitely value in that but for a horror movie i was like okay let's get on with it a little bit um Mm -hmm. and then even like the scary moments they were fairly quick and it would transition quickly to Mm -hmm. like we're having more conversations with just characters and stuff um yeah so i don't know maybe i had slightly too high expectations coming into the movie just Mm -hmm. knowing that it's an iconic horror movie um also just having having a horror movie two hours long is pretty long it's it is. pretty long for a horror movie so all things considered um i gave it a four a four for entertainment i will say i agree with um most of that i will slightly disagree on the time two hours is long but i will say at least for me it didn't quite feel as long as i thought it was going to when i saw it was two hours like oh man this thing is gonna drag i didn't think it quite dragged to that level it was a bit too long. Um, and I, I did like it more this time than the first time I watched it. I will say that. Like, I, the first time I was like incredibly bored. And I was like, okay, I was that's, actually, maybe that's where I'm at. Right now. I was almost dreading rewatching it. I was like, oh man, this is going to be so boring. So I actually did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it more or didn't enjoy it as much the first time. But one of the biggest faults is what you're saying, where not enough happens over such a long movie where there are many times where I kind of zoned out. There were many times I was like, okay, like let's, let's, 
let's get to the next thing. Like, let's, let's keep this thing moving. Um, yeah. So I did enjoy it more, but, and while I was, I was entertained by the scenes when Reagan's in it, when stuff's happening, but right, yes, right. there is a long setup, which I do love the backstory, but there's a certain point in a scary movie where it's like, okay, let's get to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. We need more from this. So I uh, wanted to go average. I couldn't quite do it for the same reasons you said. There just wasn't quite enough there for a long movie. While I enjoy the backstory, you got to give the audience a little bit more to keep them engaged. And my mind was wandering multiple times throughout. So I went a four as well. Uh, I was, um, again, I didn't dislike it. I liked it more than the first time, but just pure entertainment. You got to keep my, that's a, that's a big one. If you're not keeping my attention all the way throughout, you're going to start, you know, dipping down. Um, yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That was a that was a big one. Um, so I, I, I'm not too far. Di- I'm not too far. Okay, yeah. I, I expected it to be a lot. <laughs> I expected a lot different. Well, so we were actually. This is one of our. I mean, not our closest in ranking, but literally three of ours were the exact same. Story we both had nine. Scariness both had sevens. Entertainment both had fours. And then production I had six. You had five. So yeah, really close. To I it was going to be. Yeah. The only big difference was the acting. I had a nine. You had a six. That was the only. Right you know, the only really big difference, which uh, right. I'm actually kind of surprised, like that's the one that really separated us from. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. We're four points apart in this thing. And it was really just, I mean, let's be, it's really just the acting productions. Only you had right. average. I had slightly above average. So it's really, um, it's really just the <laughs> right. acting to be completely honest. Yeah. But as we look at both of our scores here, we tally these all up overall Davis had, the exorcist the exorcist as a 31 out of 50 i had a 35 out of 50 for a grand total of 66 out of 100 davis what's your guess on where that land where that lands us we now have 13 movies where does this land us 13 movies that's around mm-hmm, around right? like it's tough right it's pretty tough around like 10 maybe this would be Put it on the board. The Exorcist comes in in the top ten. Comes in at number nine, at sixty six. Oh, almost almost nine. Gosh dang it! It is just below Sinister at seventy two, and uh, well, actually, I say just below. It's actually right in the middle of these two. It's six points lower than Sinister at seventy two, and three and a half points higher than Paranormal Activity at sixty two and a half. So it's really bridged that gap okay. uh, between sixty two and a half and seventy two. So. The Exorcist coming in at number nine all time on our scary movie list so far at a 66 out of 100. Ironic at 66. Interesting. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> that is get out of my brain. Get out of my brain. <laughs> all right, Davis, our last couple questions before we head out the door here. First of all, what do you think? Could this happen in real life? Obviously, there are plenty of people who would say, no way, if you're not religious. Some really religious people would probably say, absolutely, it's basically a documentary. So, what do you think, Davis? Could this happen? <laughs> In real life, that wasn't a documentary. What? No, no. <laughs> I know it seems like. Um, it. I feel like I say with this with a lot of them. Uh, somewhat. So yeah. obviously, I, the Catholic Church actually does perform exorcisms and that stuff. Now, is a demon going to take over one of the priest's body and throw him out the window? <laughs> I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, somewhat. Somewhat is my is my solid answer to that. Yeah, I said, yeah, extremely possible, especially I think back then you go 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Yeah, 
True. Some of the stuff like the head spinning around, that's like, all right, well, that might be a bit extreme. The, <laughs> the levitation. I was like, all right, well. Right. Could a demon possess a little girl? Sure. Could it happen exactly this way? Eh, maybe not. Mm, yeah. uh, but roughly, could this happen just generally? Yeah. Um, but mm. I'm a little skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> um, final, final answer. Mm. I guess. Uh and based off that, Davis, would you recommend this movie? And how we do this normally is someone comes up to you, hey, Davis, I saw Netflix has The Exorcist. I know you're a scary movie expert. Should I watch it? What would you say to them? Um, again, I feel like I say this to every uh, movie on this question. Uh, depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an iconic movie. And if you haven't seen it, then probably, yes, I would say you probably need yep. to see it. If you're a horror movie fan, yeah, you, sh- you should watch it. If you were overall just wanting to be entertained and be like, hey, it's a Friday night, let's watch a movie. Uh, I probably wouldn't. I probably uh-huh. wouldn't recommend it for that. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it's just like one of those movies you need to see at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're into the horror movie genre. Outside mm-hmm. of that, I'd be like, eh, you can skip it. You're probably not going to get too much from it. Yeah, I'm probably right in that area as well. I usually answer this as if it's someone who likes scary movies. So I'd say yes, because I will say it's better than I remember the first time. I don't know why that is. It's not like Hereditary where it was kind of That's obvious. interesting. Yeah, I, I don't – and like not loads better, but I was kind of dreading like, God, this is going to be so boring. Like I remember it just not being very good. But I was like, so it was better than I remember the first time. And it's a classic. Like we, we do a lot of classics on – Talk of the Haunted House. So if you like scary movies, yes. Now, if you don't like scary movies, this isn't like The Conjuring or one of those. I'm like, hey, it's still a really good movie. If you're not into scary movies, I'm like, yeah, don't really bother that. I mean, like I said, the story's pretty good, but like there's not enough to really – if you're not liking scary movies, and there's not even a ton of scary stuff anyway in it, but if you take that out as well with how slow-paced it can be, you're really not going to enjoy it. Like there's not enough story there that's like, man, I just love Karis' story so much. I have to watch this. You know, there's – Definitely. There's not there's not quite enough there, um, but I'd say yeah, you, you like scary movies. Yes, you don't like scary movies. You're you're not missing a ton by not seeing it. Um, yeah, absolutely but, agree. But like it is, I would challenge you, Davis, in a couple of years, maybe a year, two years from now, watch it again, Give another shot, just yeah, see I if it's you. a little better. Because like I said, the first time I watched it, I was the same way. Probably because I was maybe this time I knew what to expect. So like that's maybe why, yeah maybe you know, I know I mean, okay. maybe. My high expectations, just knowing it's like an iconic movie, yes, influenced a little bit too much. Yeah, because that's how I was the first time watching this. And I knew, okay, I know it's going to be slow paced. I know it's not right, going to be right. super exciting. Um, so maybe just let me, ex- you know, experience more of what the positives of it compared to expecting right. certain things out of it. So for sure, yeah, for sure. Uh, but overall, that has been our thirteenth episode of talking the haunted house of scary movie podcast, The Exorcist. Coming in at a six six six, just kidding, a sixty six, but uh, close enough. <laughs> we uh, should have we should have planned this out ahead, and one of a one of us give like a third of a point to a category. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be incredible if this ended as a you know. I really think this got a point six six. Uh, this got a, a four point six six on them. Oh, it's a six point six six. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it did come in at number nine. I will say, not awful. Like it is still ahead of top 10. Top it's, 10. it's ahead of two older movies, Friday the 13th and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and two newer movies, Paranormal Activity yes. and It Follows. So it is over yep. two older and two newer. 
So top 10 can't complain. Yeah, not all in 66. We've talked about this before. This kind of bridged that gap we have between 62 and 72. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're quite into the good movies yet. I think you got to break 70s, low 70s to be considered like, okay, we're getting into the good movies. I think Sinister, the next one, is probably where it starts. Like, okay, that was a good movie. I feel like that's where Which it kind of starts. I agree with that. I, if I was like with a group of friends and they're like, hey, well, let's watch The Exorcist, yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, we can find we can find a better movie. But the 60s is not like the 50s. I, I think the 60s no, range, which is a bad movie. The Exorcist yeah. and Paranormal Activity are movies in the 60s. They're like, it was fine. Not bad, yeah. but not really that great either. You get in the 50s, Friday the 13th, It Follows, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You get into 50s and I'm sure below, some will be below 50. That's where you yeah. get into like the, all right, that, was not very enjoyable that was that was not very fun so 60s still not bad i just think 70s is kind of the line of demarcation into like the okay good movie you know we're now getting into the stuff i enjoy so it's not too far off not a terrible movie and like you even said top 10 you know coming in at number nine sad part is it's probably only going to be top 10 for like two to three more weeks like once we get two more movies in here probably drop down to 11 and drop out but currently Number nine yeah. on our all-time scary movie list. Yeah, I would bet you. I would have to think at least seventies is going to have to be the top ten. Wouldn't you think? I don't think anything all, is all time 60s. like it. Well, like let's say by the time we get to twenty-five movies, right? Because we're at thirteen. So yeah. when we basically double, I think you're going to have to be at least about seventy-five. Seventy-five at, at probably, least. Yeah. Honestly, it might trend to high seventies around eighty because we already have yeah. four or five. We currently have, uh, let's go mid seventies. We currently have six yeah. that are seventy six and above. That's only four more spots, yeah. and those are that's above a seventy five. Half, so, half right now. Yeah. yeah. So if we doubled, I mean, you're you're probably looking at, and as we grow 30, 40, 50 movies, you want to solidify a spot in the top ten. I mean, I think the only one that's solidified is The Conjuring at eighty five because Insidious is number two. That's eighty two. As time goes on, 82 is not insurmountable. So no, we don't have sure. a ton yeah. of movies that are like solidly in even top fives right. or tens, honestly, for like for. Yeah, no, I agree. As we I go wouldn't forever. say we, I would definitely, I say we have a decent top 10. I would definitely not say we have a solid like top five. I would not say that. No. Yeah. Cause our top five right now, we got the conjuring at one insidious at two, the shining at three hereditary at four, a nightmare on Elm street five. Uh, and it's a good movie list. Just it's, the lowest one being 77. It's a good score, but yeah, it can be passed. Like no doubt. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely, so yeah. wouldn't get too comfortable. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nah, nah, Enjoyed nah. the movie, but would not definitely, get too comfortable. Definitely don't get too comfortable at the nine spot for the exorcist. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You might be uh, getting thrown out the window here soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening for us. Please go and subscribe to us wherever you can find your podcast, wherever you're currently listening. And that can be any, and I'm not going to list them all off this week, Davis, wherever you can find them. Our our big ones, of course, are, you know, Spotify and Anchor that brought us on originally. Uh, Apple uh, podcast, they brought us on later, but they're still with us now. But honestly, anywhere you can listen, where you're listening now, you know what? Screw it. Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, (laughs) CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, wherever you're listening, subscribe to us, rate us five stars, leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing, how bad we're doing, whatever you like, whatever you don't like. And also follow us on social media so we can you can let us know how we're doing and any movies we should do. You can follow me personally at Ryan underscore King underscore now. You can follow the show at Talk of the House underscore. You can follow our co-host, Davis Dillingham. At 
the real double Ds. That's just DS at the end. And no in the E's in between. Who? And please, please <laughs> follow the page, the podcast page. You have some interactions. We love to hear from y'all. Anything you like about the show, don't like. Any movies you want thrown on the list, we have a running list, and we will gladly throw whatever you want to the top, especially if you slip me a little tip. Please. Please. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to us once again. As always, this has been Talk About Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. You'll have to make sure you return next week for our lucky 14th episode. Nothing weird about that number, Davis, as we will have not an all-time classic, I wouldn't say. Maybe, uh, definitely a a more modern, extremely popular scary movie. A new classic, maybe. A new maybe classic. call it a new classic. Yes. Yeah. And it's one you'll have to return for because your lives are probably plenty happy you're out there, you're, you're married, you're in a relationship, or things are going well, you know, you're happy with life. But you can't just have happiness. You have to return back to talk of the haunted house because, as always, we bring you your daily dose. Oh, darkness. Darkness. Blah, 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 lick blah, me, blah. Lick me, lick me, lick me, lick <laughs> me.